0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPT-AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Welcome to Out Chicago. I'm Scott Duff, and that's Ellen Miller. Good morning. morning. There we good are. Yeah, I know What was that word? Good, I was going
0: to say, good post-Thanksgiving
1: morning. Good post Sunday, morning. Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Yes, yes, yes. Still the Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, the tryptophan. Is yeah, still, moves, still moving us. through <laughs> us. It's amazing. I know snoozy no, I'm time just kidding. today. Especially, was like it's very like cozy out. I I'm know. I'm so upset. I'm uh, I'm the bougiest person on the planet because I get firewood delivered. That's I feel like very bougie. No, it isn't. Uh, you got to have
0: it delivered. Uh, it's too much to carry
1: it in your car. I know. Well, I placed an order on the 19th, and it still isn't here.
0: Mine's supposed to come Thursday.
1: I know. Boy, did you place it on the 19th? (laughs) No, I just placed it last week. There we are. Mine was last Saturday. It's Mm -hmm. not going to come until tomorrow. Not going to help today.
0: No, but it's kind of rainy out. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah. You put it inside, because we got a wood burning fireplace. Oh, you want it inside. Yes.
0: Cause it's gross. I would have brought you a couple logs if
1: I. had known. I got some couple logs. Oh, okay. Thank you, Seven Eleven, you know, right oh, yeah. down the street.
0: Overpriced premium logs from yes, Seven Eleven. Seven
1: dollars a bundle. But it you? works. Yeah, there we go. They bring a little warmth and some glow. Yeah, it's Hopefully, it. we'll bring a warmth and some yes, glow to you will. today as well. Uh, you know, it is Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you had a good one. I know it was kind of a crappy week starting out. It was like just a lot of stuff happening. Mm, yeah, sure was. You know, but hope you were able to find some joy. Hope you were able to uh, you celebrate with people that you love and show your gratitude forget about whatever the historical things because we all know that's wrong
0: yeah just make it your own holiday <laughs>
1: it's and, all wrong you know. and everything. so yeah so I hope you do that um, you know we've got a fun show we got a good show as always. You know, in the second hour, we're 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 going full on artsy fartsy. And dare I say, probably a little fartsy. That's... The artsy, <laughs> but the artsy part, you know, About Base Theater presents the world premiere of of Omar Abbas uh, Abbas Salem's new play, Mosque for Mosque, about a uh, a family it's about a queer Arab American Muslim man navigating his first real relationship while his relentlessly caring immigrant mother tries to find the perfect man for him to marry. It's kind of a peek inside what's the queer Muslim world, which we yeah. don't really see mm-hmm. too much about. Well, so. I was happy
0: to hear that she was looking for a man for Indeed, him. Indeed, mean, I know. I know. Like and, to, and to find right like
1: the to find the joy that's yeah. there. So that's exciting. We're gonna be so super excited to have actor playwright uh, Omar Abbas Salem joining us in the second hour and for the. Good fartsy 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 part look i'm i cannot wait this is going to be so much fun if you're looking for something a little more titillating to celebrate the holidays something that's like to leave more buttilating yeah to leave the kids kids at home <laughs> want to do something that's a little bit more uh, 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 uh naughty than nice mm-hmm. there you You need to check out the butt cracker the, you heard me yeah the buttcracker, cracker a nutcracker burlesque Presented by Subversion Productions at the Greenhouse Theater Center. Critics call it uh, a completely inappropriate tale of unimaginable (laughs) naughtiness. (laughs) Which is right up my alley. I sure is. Right up my alley. And we're going to speak with director Miguel Long and producer uh, Jack Seifert uh, later on in the show. And of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773 763 9278. That number again is 773 763 9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. Uh, and while you're there, give us a click and a like. And a share and all that stuff, uh, but if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 820, and while you're at it, follow WCPT on all social media, at WCPT 820 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and follow our sister network, uh, Heartland Signal, as well. Uh, Ellen Miller, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic.
1: Yeah? You I, look I very holiday-ish. You know, it's kind of like a, a precursor to New Year's with your lovely like thank tones you. of silvery oh, gray. Thank
0: you. Yeah. You know, I grabbed it you know it's it's one of these mornings where you're like uh, just, yeah, oh, it was definitely you know, like, no. It's a stay-in-bed nah. kind of morning, post-Thanksgiving. Yeah. But no, I, I always get excited to get in the car and race here, because I'm always late walking out the door, which I was today. but
2: It's always you know, fun.
0: It it's was the, the Indy 500 the, on the way here. The and I fun ee-
1: exchange of text messages. Like, so it's always like, I'm going to get there, I promise I, you. I'm, I'm going to be there, I swear. It'll be close, but I'll be rolling right well, on in. I got it. I, I, bet my, I beat my ways <laughs>
0: time. of uh f- I was supposed to be here at uh t- 10.56. I got here at ten fifty. Right on. With, so when I beat the Waze time, it's always a victory for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, take we, that, Waze. Take that. But anyway, we had a great Thanksgiving. My my siblings and their families and significant others were there. Everybody contributed. Um, I was telling Scott before we went on the air, I bought a new uh, gizmo that's a uh, Bluetooth uh, meat thermometer that you Ooh, stick in there. It's oh. a probe oh. that you put in the inner thigh. I'm always, oh, and you're probing thighs? I'm on probing the yes. thighs. And honestly, I, you know, and I read, the, I bought it, and then I read deeper reviews, and people hated it or loved it. I'm like, oh, oh damn, I just what spent I 80 bucks on this thing. Oh, on a meat thermometer. There yeah, we go. I know. And yeah. I will tell you this. It was the most perfectly cooked turkey, because it was the white meat was just tender. Oh, oh, oh. And I it was tender just kind of perfect. So yeah. uh, everybody was
1: thrilled. Um, winner, winner, turkey dinner. Yeah, everybody
0: was happy. Love the food it. was good. We, Kathy and I, you know, uh, we didn't have as much to do this week as we used to in the old. You know, I, I don't know about you, Scott, but I used to go out Wednesday before Thanksgiving, that black Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday. Wednesday. For years, I mean, even like up until a few years ago, not to get blacked out, but just because it was such a night to go out and, you know, go see music, go to a bar. Do yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's always the thing to do, that people go to prep for their family the next day. Right, but if
0: you're the one cooking, it's harder to do. Yeah. And uh, so we just, we did do all the cooking, and then we ran out and grabbed dinner at a neighborhood restaurant. Like, Let's just get out of here for a couple of hours, because we were cooking for, you know, two days. Right on, yeah. But family was great. Um i just it, it's a beautiful holiday it's it's one of our you know kathy's favorites I, I love you know thanksgiving as well and uh i you know we had nice mild weather it
1: was gorgeous i can't remember a, a thanksgiving where it was like so lovely out the, the
0: good news is i'm running in and out you know putting these uh garlic cloves and and hickory smoked <laughs> hickory on the indirect coals because i smoked it in the weber kettle but you you know how you used to use the outside as a refrigerator for a lot. You couldn't do yeah, that. You couldn't do that this year. You couldn't do that this year. But I'll take the trade-off. But uh, I had Absolutely. a lovely Thanksgiving. We uh, went out and saw some music at the Park West Friday night. A, a local band called Henhouse Prowlers. They're a bluegrass. You know, there's oh. kind of a progressive bluegrass band, and they were fabulous. And my next-door neighbors' band, the, the Old Shoe, opened up for Old Shoe opened for them. So we we and then we went to a baby shower last night. A cocktail well, you, party baby shower.
1: Wait. Wait, hold on. Oh no. So it was a cocktail party for a baby shower. We like,
0: well, it, the bottom line is uh, the couple got married in Colorado, justice of the peace. They had a baby in Colorado. They were home for Thanksgiving, so it was a way for my friends.
1: Oh, okay. To so they already had the baby. They had
0: the baby a few weeks ago. Okay. Six so weeks ago.
1: it wasn't just like
0: you know no, some
1: sort of no. Hey, everybody, let's have some old fashions. And, yeah, and, and, just, and rah, look and look it, at the mama. You know, sorry, yeah. mama. <laughs> sorry, mama.
0: You can't have one. I uh, know. So it was uh, it was a great weekend, and um, I'm happy to be here and be with you today. And how was your your Thanksgiving,
1: yeah. girl, it was great. But okay, there was it's it's always not without its its little moments of, of drama. Yeah, you know. So okay, so <laughs> uh, so we've been. You know, I I I'm very anal about that. Thanksgiving. Is my favorite holiday. Yes, it yeah, I is. love it very much. Mm-hmm. Even though it is the third gayest. Holiday mm-hmm. that happens. So, uh, but uh, I, I love it. It's amazing, you know. And I, I was so excited this year because, like, my nephew and his fiance were joining us. You know, it's it's one of those like when I was twenty three ish, 23, 24, I, That's when I declared to my family, "I'm like Thanksgiving is my holiday, family. I love you very, very much, and I'm so thankful that that you are my family." But for Thanksgiving, I really want. I, I want to celebrate the people that I choose to have in my life, that I am, that are here. You know, I will see you at Christmas. You know, for us, we celebrate Christmas. I will see you at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come to Thanksgiving at my house, you are more than welcome. But I'm declaring from here on out, Thanksgiving will always be at my house. Um, and that was you know that's it's mm-hmm. kind of been a big thing and for you me do i beautiful love it j- a
0: table and a we, beautiful yes, job of oh, cooking i saw all your dishes jerry
1: died and- jerry jerry is so good about like making the table just beautiful oh, gorgeous. um although he it's always a little suspect because there are times when he'll be like i'm going to take the dog for a walk and he'll leave with like a large knife or you go scissors? cut like, what do you things down and bring ha- it to the table. Yes, yes. He He like, was like, like, where did you get that? Where did <laughs> you get that evergreen piece? He came back with like a bunch of like dried hydrangeas. I'm like, where did, where did you get those? <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> they needed pruning. It's He's late like, in the yeah, season. It's late
1: in the season, and just shaping everything up. And I'm like, okay. It's like it's a community garden. He's like, yes, I'm part of the community. But it's it's, it's mm. fair
0: game at this point in time. I'd say. Okay, I'm with Jerry. Okay, on that. well there you go. So
1: anyway, <laughs> so like I, I like to plan. You know, I've been cooking for the past week and a half. You know, leading up to it getting mm-hmm. like the stock ready and getting like no, no, just the getting crackers. Everything. How
0: are the crackers? The crackers were
1: amazing. They're I a big was hoping head.
0: you'd bring me one, but I guess they're they're all gone. Okay. They're
1: all gone. I'll make some more later okay, on. Okay,
2: thank you. Yeah,
1: but like but you know it, it was wonderful and Jerry's. I think I told you last year, last week about cranberry gate, um, you know about mm-hmm. our cranberry sauce debacle and he's. It was. It's always interesting. How did it go, girl? That Well, put, put a pin in that because before okay. then he was like, "I'm like, baby, what do you want to? What do you want to do? What do you want to make this year?" You know, because he usually makes a couple things. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm going to do this pumpkin pie, this pumpkin pie recipe that I found by Milk Bar." And I'm like, "And you, do you know Milk Bar?" I don't know Milk Bar. Milk Bar is a restaurant in New York. It's kind of famous, and they do a lot of, like, they do a lot of desserty type things. But they also like do um, things with like cereal milk. You know, like they.
0: They, they put it in the cereal and let it flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great you know, like,
1: it's a bunch of, like, it's really fun, yeah. but, like, and delicious stuff.
0: Hence the name, Milk Hence Bar. Hence the yeah, okay. Milk
1: Bar. And I'm like, great. Just send me, like, what you need. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, I'll get, you, we'll get you set up. I know up. you
0: know where there's I, a grocery yeah, you can get all I know. Things.
1: So I'm like, so I just need you to let me know, like, are you going to do this on, you what know, day? Tuesday or Wednesday? Because thir- you can't do this Thursday. Because Thursday the oven is taken care of, you know, like we've got stuff to do, and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here he sent me the list of everything. He just sent me the ingredients, not how much he needs of the ingredients. I'm like, okay, so I was kind of guessing, blah, blah, blah. And then, so he was like, we we were we had company come in from Memphis and all this stuff, you know. So we had people there, and he's like, well, I'm just gonna make it. You know, on Wednesday night when everybody's here, I'm like, okay, that'll be cool. You know, we like to sit around and we'll talk. Watch you we, make a pie. Yeah, well, we we'll, we'll, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll just set out like some nibblies. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, like but the kitchen's open. Some me, yeah. the whole place is open, so we'll just yeah. like kind of chat and while you do this whole thing. Um, and like around like 8:45, I'm like, hey, hey, baby, when are you gonna start you that pie? Really, <laughs> we need to, you need to, you need to get on this pie, whatever. And then he's like, okay. And at that moment, I'm like, I bet you he hasn't read the recipe. I bet she hasn't read.
0: That there's you probably have to have the crust in the uh, overnight in the oh, fridge or cool chilling for a couple thing, hours.
1: Everything there were like five or six steps and each one's like can be done a day or two in advance. <laughs> yeah. Can be done a day or two in advance. The thing had to sit in the refrigerator for six hours like this whole thing and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh baby. <laughs> Whatever. So then it became this. Like, fortunately, one of our friends who came up is a a very good baker, like an incredibly talented baker. So he was there helping him out. But it was just like, uh, and then like around ten o'clock, they were like, okay, so we need to, like, we need more white because this pie, it's phenomenal. Does it use, canned pumpkin? Yeah, use
0: mm-hmm. canned pumpkin?
1: Yeah, use canned pumpkin, but it's instead of being like a pumpkin thing, it's more of like a pumpkin ganache. So like you have to melt white chocolate and fold that into this whole oh. thing. It's really good, and oh. there's like this layer of caramel and stuff oh on there, my God. and then this streusel that's Takes on top. Makes it to a whole other level. It's phenomenal. But but around ten o'clock, he's like, I don't have enough white chocolate, and at that point, um, I had already partaken in adult. Uh, yes. Things. Yes, and, and we like, were
0: not ready to go out and into the into world. Into the world, and I shop.
1: was. And I was like, okay. He's like, I don't know if we can do this. I'm like, no, you're making this. Just make it a little less white you're chocolate. Making, no one will know. No, well, I I was a dum-dum and went to the store. anyway. Oh, fine. Yeah, and I was like. All right, I was just, I was high as a Tesla brat. rat. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say that. There we are. He wasn't was drunk, though, No, so I, was, I was, I was. You were concentrating. I was very much concentrating. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the store, I'm like, okay, I just need, I need a dozen eggs and I need white chocolate chips. It doesn't Sounds egg. like we are in a similar
0: chips. state on Wednesday night. Totally,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of like, I just walked right, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I can't, just, I'm on a mission, here we go, here we go, let's just, gotta get back home, because home is better than yeah. here. And of course, I run into somebody, I'm just like, looking at the eggs, and I just hear, Scott off and I'm like, oh, no. And I turn over, and it's like, oh, hello. And they're like, start talking, like, hey, did you know that I talked to your husband today, and blah, 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 I'm like, mm-hmm. 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 Hey, I gotta go. I'm, I can't. I'm really
2: yeah. And then
1: they were like, "Oh, okay, okay." Well, very much, see ya. And then he's sending me messages later on and everything. I'm like, "Look, I apologize." Oh, but yeah. So we got this delicious hall. pie. It's,
0: it was blackout Wednesday. At but least you it wasn't. No, out. I wasn't blacked out, you at, all.
1: Blacked was out at all. I was just kind of like feeling not like I should be at the jewel. Well, you know, you know, it, you it know. enhanced it I know. a little bit. But then the next morning, it, like. Basically, our friend got up and made the pie the next morning because they, they, there were so many, like, mistakes. They were trying to, like, had to blind bake a crust, but they they didn't line the crust with, like, foil or parchment paper. They just put, like, the, like, the pie weights mm-hmm. on the crust. I'm like... And they baked into it. I'm like, what are you thinking? You're like, this is, you need to lay, it. okay. So there were shenanigans that were involved. It was really, really lovely. And then I was like, okay, baby, he's like, I'm going to make the cranberry sauce. I'm like, awesome. And then he starts to, He we had some lingonberries mm-hmm. in the freezer. I'm like, oh, that'd be great. So he pulled out lingonberries and he pulled out the thing and he starts looking through stuff and he pulls out some coconut, mm-hmm. which, you know, that was a big point of contention. And I looked at him and I'm like, I went, uh. And as soon as I just went, uh, he flipped out. He's like I'm not making that. Nah, I nah, nah. Just kind of rolled. That around. cranberries. The cranberry stab- gate. Re- the cranberry its gate is very, very it's real. Very like, it's very strange. For too. I know. And, and then we finally, he finally made it, and it was delicious. Okay,
0: so was, with the coconut?
1: No, the okay. coconut did not make it. Good. You got your point across. I got my point across. <laughs> but it, and and he made the right amount. There was only a small amount. Left.
0: My brother and his partner brought the Cranberry uh, Conserve. It's an Ina Garten recipe. Uh Uh-huh. But they bring, like, a tub of it which I love, but it's so much. You don't need that much. Thank you. It's like Again, a palate cleanser. It
1: is a condiment. It says so in the name. It is a cranberry sauce. I just don't. want. I
0: hate to waste, you know. <laughs> I,
1: same here. Same here. I'm like, we just throw so but much of it out. But it's delicious. Yeah, It is delicious. But the but really the best thing in the world was to have my nephew and my my, my new, soon-to-be Aww. niece there because, you know, that was the first time that I ever had my family, blood yeah. relatives at, at my the, table, wow. you know, aside from my mom.
0: Yeah, because, you know, my family all Lives here in town, so yeah, it's and, always a family affair. Yeah,
1: for and, us. and my nephew, he yeah. he lives, so he actually doesn't look it. too far away from from the station right so it's now.
0: It's nice to have. I mean, you know, we, it, it was the first time we were all together since 2019. Yeah, um,
1: for yeah, various well, reasons. Same, well, like you know, my and his family, my sister, they usually go to Mexico mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. I don't know why, but they do. Uh, so he's never like he's never been in town and blah blah blah. So it was just so great to actually like, hi, you are an adult. Let I'm let's I'm let's hang out and be friends as well as Aww. just relatives.
0: And it was just. I hope that happens with my nephews. I'm I not, I'm not counting on it. It, but it will. They're it in will. a weird. They're
1: in a they're, weird phase yeah, right are. now. They are. Yeah, but we like we were able to, you know, after dinner we snuck we snuck outside and we were out by like we had a little fire pit going on like outside. And we had a fire pit a fire <laughs> going on in the fireplace, and we just sat around there and we talked for like two hours, just the three of us. And it was John. It was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, this is. This this is truly the 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 reason for the season. I am.
0: That is exactly in a it nutshell. Was what lovely. It's just about.
1: and I was very grateful, and I told them my story. I'm like, you know, when I was 23, this is my holiday, and it mm-hmm. means the world that you are here. And mm-hmm. they didn't know that. They didn't know. Yeah, of course. That was didn't. my deal. Now, and now they do. Yeah, and so, maybe they'll
0: make a point of making your coming every year. You never know. You
1: never know. But they, again, Mexico. <laughs>
2: <Loose>. <laughs> you know, Mexico. Yeah,
1: there we go. Versus. Versus a dry rub oh, turkey. so. But it was good. It was a great time. And, I, uh, you know, it, it really was. And I think it was really fun, too. It was a good time, I think, for the two of them. I don't think they'd been around that many queer people at mm-hmm. one point. You know, mm-hmm. possibly, because we had, you know, like... Your friends we had the lesbian family mm. with their children you know and we had you know just a whole bunch of people yeah. and it was it was it was really,
0: good it was a perfect
1: it was it was modern great. Just, Thanksgiving it was a modern Thanksgiving but it was also a moment to be like demystify yes my world
0: yes you That's know? a beautiful thing and they probably just thought wow that was special they probably felt good being there they
1: did actually his his fiance said you know this was the best Thanksgiving that I've ever been to it well there was
0: just you
2: been go really great Scott and wonderful so Home I'm like
1: oh good so thank you so I I, I am still grateful for all of that. I'm grateful there's still a little sliver of that pie. Yeah. Which we hopefully we'll we be waiting for. when finished last night home. the
0: pecan pie. We I did a pecan and my Yum. nephew and sister-in-law did a pumpkin
1: yeah. Did they have? Did they do milk bars, pumpkin bars? No. They did do they that. start the night before when they shouldn't? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I made it there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like I, again. I hope that you all had a, a wonderful time and to, time to connect with people. That that to me was the the best yeah. thing. Didn't look at my phone. What time you did know,
0: you eat? We
1: actually ate early for us. Oh. We ate like five thirty. Oh which, yeah.
0: Okay. Which, That's early for us? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because we usually do things up. But we were like good to go. We were trying. We had a request because we had people who were traveling the next day. Like, if we could do it a little bit yeah. earlier. I'm like, sure. But normally you eat
0: like seven.
1: Seven like, o'clock, like that. that you yeah, know, we ate at like thing. quarter
0: to seven. It was a little later than I wanted because the boys were kind of anxious because what did they have to do but eat, you know? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: we pulled it off.
1: Yeah. So, you know, but it's, it's all about Taking time to connect with with people that you love and that you're grateful are in your world. Absolutely, and I think we, we
0: are, It sounds like we both had accomplished that, and I hope our listeners did as well.
1: I know. I think we did too, and I think that's something that hopefully we can kind of carry out, carry with us throughout the year. You know, that's that's uh, that has been a, a COVID lesson for me is to to yeah. really.
2: I think
0: like, we all appreciate things a little differently than we used to. I don't know if we all do. I don't know if we all do
1: you know i think devin's making a face
0: do you appreciate things more
2: no, no. he's just saying
1: no okay he just wants us to go to break he's like come on you've flown through this break right uh, over here so yeah, just go away." Yeah. through all right well we'll we'll take a break and we'll we're, we're very grateful and thankful for and we Devin. see
0: your caller your callers right, and are we see there callers that all are right. happening so we'll, we'll, get to you. Well,
1: and then we'll get to everybody here there we go uh uh but before we do that we're grateful for our sponsors aren't we yes so before we go, this part about Chicago is brought to you by Team Hockberg. Look, if you are purchasing a new home, refinancing your existing home, securing a VA loan, or reverse mortgage, you need to call Team Hockberg. Your trusted local lender. You know, let's talk about David. Mm. He posted this five star Google review after working with Team Hockberg's uh, loan officer, Mark Zener. David loved it. He had a great experience. He wrote, My wife and I make good money, but I had no way to pay off our credit card debt, so I called Team Hochberg and worked with Mark Zenner. Mark helped us pay off forty-five grand in credit card debt, hello, thankful, mm-hmm. eliminated our stress and saved over $1,000 a month, grateful! Right there, you can read David's and almost 400 five-star reviews, visiting Google and entering Team Hochberg in the browser. If you'd like to experience the same five-star customer service as David and that Thousands of other WCPT listeners. The next time you call a friend, next time you, a friend, or a family member purchases a new home or refinances your existing home, you need to call 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. That's 855-563-2843. Or visit their website, 56david.com. Lower.com Equalizing Lender NMLS 1124061. We have got to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, there's more out Chicago, right? So stick around. You're listening to WCPT, More Facts Matter.
3: Hey, this is Tanya Richard from Tanya's Take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race, and you are listening to Out Chicago WCPT. And welcome
1: back to Out Chicago. Scott Tuff here, along with Ellen Miller, rolling along on a little chilly, rainy, but still feeling the love, coziness of, mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving. Yeah, and the holidays did are you upon wa- us. Did you watch the parade? Oh, of course. We, it's standard procedure when we get up on, uh, in
0: the That morning. parade is so weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> just... And then they re-ran it, so he can watch it a couple of times.
1: Yeah, it was weird. Like, we listened. To, we had it listening, we had it on in the background right, so while we were same, like cooking, same. and we're like, what's going on there? We did. The, there was a big old, it was the first ever uh, uh, big queer marching band
0: yeah, I, that was I in there. Yeah, I missed that. I, I the, missed that
1: little Yep, the Queer Big Apple Marching Corps uh, oh. was, was in there. Oh, that's nice. Being fabulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got our own queer marching band here. Mm-hmm. Lakeside Pride. Lakeside Pride. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, mm, there we Maybe next year. Lakeside Pride. Hopefully they'll get an invite go down there but i thought that it was great. great uh and then it ended with uh mariah mariah carey
0: her signature christmas song
1: okay yes that is, i feel badly for her just because that whole song the lip syncing they all do lip sync. well they all have they all lip sync yeah. i don't get that mm-hmm. whole thing of whatever the, like poor Dionne warwick they just kind of propped her up put her in a puffy coat and we just like have her the lip sync away, mm-hmm. you know, but then have Mariah Carey, who's just cursed with the, having written like the best Christmas song ever. Yeah. and now, like, whenever people hear it, it's like, Oh, she's the queen of Christmas. Why did she look like divine? Did you see her outfit? It's not very She was in this big red mermaid dress with this stupid umbrella. I'm like, Girl, what do you why do you look like divine? You look like the iconic picture of divine in oh, that red picture. I mean, she all she needed was the eye makeup,
2: mm, but girl, it's a stage. There Going
1: I through. don't know. It's so weird. Like every time, I know it's always been a commercial for Macy's, and now it's a commercial for like New York and Broadway. Oh, Broadway, and stuff. every show, yeah. But it's always just so. I just. But you, just gotta just some, you, you gotta have it on. You gotta have it. It was on in the background. Morning, yeah. It was on in the background. And then we also had like the dog show on, and I'm like, can we turn we, this off? Because we're not looking at it. We're just hearing a dog show is not the best thing. We had the thing.
0: dog show on mute, and then I said. There's a football game on. At least there's something you know you can catch some stuff. So we, we where talk, it's
1: active. Where yeah, it's opposed to like we'd have to pay attention to like what does this dog look like? What's he doing? How is he stacking? You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. One of our uh, very own though here from Chicago, Kimmy Hayes, who's uh, part of our community and a great musician. She's in the uh, the band that uh, backs up Six on Broadway. Uh huh. And she was in the parade. I wonder, oh, wonderful! Did six two performance? I, I didn't. I missed it, I but I heard she was in it. Oh well, I blinked. Well, there we go. And I missed it, but uh, but yeah, I was happy to see a friend of ours uh, representing there. And, amazing, and, yeah, amazing. She's, Along she's... with the
1: queer Big Apple marching chord. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Queers marching, yes, playing it should music, be
0: in a parade.
1: There we go. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why don't we go to the phones right now? Let's talk to our good buddy Michael. Michael, how are you this Thanksgiving weekend? Hope you had a wonderful holiday.
4: I have had the most extraordinary busy holiday. Uh, you know, I laughed at you two because of your interaction. Specifically, uh, it, it, I don't know, is it, you know, the uh, the whole baking sheet uh as it concerns a pie? Uh, I'm, and I must say, even though I do bake, I, you know, Pillsbury has always been my friend. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, indeed. You know, with that being said, and and I had a good time watching football. Uh, the uh, actually on Thanksgiving, I watched the. uh what I Oh, Notre Dame game. I watched that, and I watched the Spartans. Um, Michigan versus Michigan State and what really broke my heart was Florida versus Florida State oh my god it was rough
1: well if we've learned anything Florida is always going to be a disappointment
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's yeah. The truth. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah you know I mean look you got DeSantis you've got Rubio I don't know about the sports teams but Florida is always you've got a Florida man who announced that he's running for president so yeah Florida will always be a disappointment
4: let me just tell you, it was a it was a disappointment because of several reasons. Um, my Thanksgiving dinner was actually uh, with uh, my family, and that's always I I all of a sudden noticed that I went from the kids' table to being an elder. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow! <laughs> you know, the things sure have changed. and we had a lot of people at the house my brother-in-law and all of our family but what got me was yesterday i was um you may have seen it on w wgn because they're playing it over and over on television as if it well it did just happen yesterday but the west side black elected officials uh gave me an award they, uh, congressman davis alderman mitts for um it was appreciation basically for my uh my HIV and AIDS activism.
0: Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Well
4: deserved. I was yeah, you know, State Representative Lamont Robinson was there state representative uh uh and he's from the south side. Uh Lamont Ford, uh I'm sorry, uh uh LaShawn Ford, he's the West Side. All of the aldermen, I mean, excuse me, all of the uh, uh, West Side black elected officials were in attendance. And so they threw it on WGN television. But I was really, um, my angels uh and now my ancestors, Ben and uh, uh, Mark, Lo- ben, my- ben Montgomery and Mark Lovers were standing next to me. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm an old queen now and that's an honor. Yeah.
0: That's a good way to look at it.
4: I told an entire room of African American seemingly straight folks from, uh, 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 fraternities and sororities and church movements and political movements that I'm still here. And, and, and that. Uh, the the activism is still here and most importantly um, as far as HIV and AIDS is still here and we got to do something about it so I was basically thankful for the very fact that this year I got up off of a, a surgery table when they said that that wasn't going to happen and was in the hospital for four months and came home after people were telling me, oh, no, you're supposed to stay in the nursing home, because I went to a nursing home. I told them, no, if I'm a dad, I'm a dad at home. And it was still listening, because, see, I couldn't get WCPT. I couldn't get you guys on Sunday. I couldn't get my regular tele- uh, radio that I listened to. Hmm. So that allowed me to live, that yep. actually got Almighty, but it was getting back to home where they told me I was gonna die, and I'm still here. So that's what I was thankful for.
2: Aww. And
4: I I just thought that you know your um your dialogue this morning is far uh, as so appreciative. Now I you know I know that uh, Trump is. Trump and uh, DeSantos is acting a fool with each other. They have a love and hate relationship. But I got a feeling, unfortunately, DeSantis is a lot more slicker. Oh, yeah. With his bias. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
4: and, I, you know, his attack on the trans world in Florida mirrors, mirrors nothing except for what, what they call banana republics which is short for uh uh um uh, which is code for black and, and brown countries. Oh so, yeah. I don't use the term but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm from the school of belief, you know, if I can get you know, I'm trying to get to Chris get to, get to Christmas, even if a number of people Don't celebrate it. And some people celebrate it. Y'all had pumpkin. I'm not from that culture. I had sweet potato. There you go. I prefer sweet potato. We debated sweet potato, by the way. I made my own, like you do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'll put my sweet potato pie up against anybody. All right. I've been doing it for a long time. But with that being said, I'm going to let you two go, and I just...
0: We're, I'm just thankful. Well, we're grateful for you, I'm too, Michael.
4: I'm Happy- Out and Proud. Thank you. I'm thankful for uh, the radio, uh, um, WCPT being able to do progressive radio that uh, does that. And that's my comment. You yeah. have a great day. Well, thank you, you Michael. too, Michael O'Connor. Congratulations.
1: Thank, congratulations, Michael O'Connor. It sounds like you do have a lot to be thankful for this year. We are thankful for all the work that you have done over the years with your community activism, with the way that you are like literally boots on the ground, fighting the good fight every day. And yes, so indeed. so thank you. We're glad that you are in better health. Uh, you know, this was a, a very challenging year for you. And and we're, we are so grateful, again, for all that you do for for our community, and for Chicago at large. So thank you so much, Michael O'Connor. We, we sure do love you.
4: You have to explain to the audience, because a lot of your audience may not know. When you talked about, uh, um, what's her name, Mar- Mariah Carey looking like divine, right. I screamed. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> well, with divine Well,
1: there we go. Then everybody should Google it. Google Divine. Everybody yeah. needs to Google they'll Divine. Quick,
0: they'll find out very quickly what you're. Red dress.
1: Like, yeah. There oh, we go. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a good one. You too. Take care, you Michael. You too. Take care, Michael. <laughs> he,
0: quickly, Michael brought up a, a thought. We, I posted a picture of our family at the table, and one of my high school friends wrote they had a realization that we are the elders now. Oh, yeah.
1: That's always uh, like, when when did that happen? But up
0: until a couple years ago, you know, I had a parent that was an elder. And uh, this is only like the, you know, second or third Thanksgiving we've been able to celebrate as a
1: family. And... I'm the elder I, now. I know, I know. Well, I've been calling myself Grandma Gay for years. Yeah, no, so you're, you know, you're preparing I'm, yourself. For I've the already future. prepared. Don't I, rush
0: it, Scott. You're I'm, still young.
1: I'm not rushing. I'm just saying. Well, no, but not in the gay community. Look, if you're over forty, you're like invisible. I've been calling myself Granny lately, yeah, because of my knee. Grandma Gay. <laughs> well, we'll not talk about that. Mm, yeah, that's I know. a that's a, no, mm, no. that's a thing right there. Uh, real quick, why don't we check in with Steve before we head to a break? Steve, welcome. You're on out Chicago.
3: Uh, yes, I wanted to address a point that you made earlier with regard to getting back together, uh, seeing families do that, and and doing it in a way that, uh, that doesn't divide us. You know, I think for a number of years, and you know, people couldn't get together for the holidays, for the Fourth of July, for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, you name it, for birthdays. Why? Because somebody voted for uh, a, a Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden versus a Donald Trump. Or any incarnation uh, that would divide uh, us politically as a country. And you know, there was a time when you know you could Republicans and Democrats in the same family could sit down, and you could you could have a discussion, but you didn't hate one another. You didn't hate the other side. And I think now we're starting to get back to that where we could agree to disagree. And I think we're starting to see some sanity both return to us as a, as a country in terms of pol- uh, the way in which we're politically aligning ourselves um this this midterm cycle proved if nothing else that even among republicans they are starting to come to their senses that that trump backed republicans and those who are more Trumpian tended to lose more so than mainstream republicans and you're starting to see people within the republican party say you know what this is not the direction that we need to be going in and we need to distance ourselves not only from donald trump but from the trump movement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now obviously they have an interest in maintaining that base because that base is essential for any future victories for them. But at the same time, they want to move their, that base ever so slightly you know, over the next few years to something more mainstream, something that, that can survive. Because, yes, they can uh, win elections in the next you know, t- decade or so. But in the long run, and this goes to what you were talking about in terms of sitting down with nephews and nieces, there was a time in this country when if you were the gay uncle or the gay aunt, people didn't want you anywhere near their children they didn't want you near their family functions nope. families didn't want you there and today if you're under 40 you just don't care about this stuff you grew up in a world in which you know men and men women and women people identifying whatever way they want to the transgender community all of this is just part of your normal existence and you don't care. And and sooner, uh, more sooner than later, those people are going to be in a position of power. They're already running for office. We had our first Gen Zers running for office. Yeah, in
1: Florida, they got elected. So, yeah. Oh, I appreciate
0: I appreciate your optimism, Steve, but I, I don't completely agree. I'm sad, sad to say that this country is coming together in any way, shape, or form. The only reason that Republicans are, as you say, coming to their senses, because they're seeing that what they followed, because they're followers for their power, Didn't work in the midterms. It's not that they all of a sudden have had a conscience raising. It's because it simply didn't get them elected. So now they appear to be more reasonable. Uh, I don't give them any credit for it. They are the reason we're in the situation we're in, in, with the hatred, uh, the divisiveness, and I don't give them one ounce of credit for for, for coming to their quote-unquote senses.
3: Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong on this. I, I, to, to paraphrase Dr. King, you know, I don't care if, if somebody loves me or hates me as long as they obey the law in terms of civil rights and so forth. So if they are obligated to serve me as their business, as long as they do it, I don't care if they hate my guts as long as they do it. So you're right. I, I don't think they've had some sort of moral change. So, so, some sort of coming to Jesus moment. No, I think that they're realizing where their political bread is buttered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as we can get, as long as we we can get to where we need to be in terms of our agenda, I'm less concerned with you know how they how we ended up getting there in terms of their side. As long yeah. as we can get there, because at some point they're going to become such a small contingent in this country relative to the power relative to power that you know even within their own party. That, you know, that there will be a non-entity. Sure. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I,
1: I hope and pray you're right. I hope you're right. And I think, you know, if, uh, uh, if if it's true about what's going on, what the rumblings are, I think that sanity will be restored to the Republican Party once Mike Lindell becomes Sounds the head of the, of the RNC. RNC. Because, you know, that is something I, I That would I be love. special. I love a drug-addled brain screaming at me about uh, uh, holding, a pillow. holding a pillow, screaming about, uh, you know, these election things, and he's got all the Uh, it'll be sanity will will definitely be returned it'll be amazing
3: it's like it's like COVID, you know, I mean, you can get the vaccine, but if it's 94% effective, that means that there's still 6% chance that you could get sick. That so is true. It's, it's not to say we, 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 we have not cured this disease. It's still out there. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't want to get
1: Yeah. No, no. And I'm with you. And I, I'm with you a little bit on on the optimism. but You know, and I actually, I think I'll talk about that a little bit more on the other side of this break, because we do need to take a break. But thank you so much for, you, calling, Steve. Steve, for calling, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving us. weekend. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, stay, stay warm and dry today. Uh, we're going to stay warm and dry as we head into uh, a break. So stick around. There is more Out Chicago right here on WCPT. I'm Israel Wright with National Gay and Lesbian Sports Hall of Fame. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT, and welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller, rolling along on yes, this we Thanksgiving are. weekend. <laughs> it's so funny, that ta- the look, we, ta- we were talking, we were talking with the caller Steve uh, before we went to break about you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: Republicans sitting down with Democrats and being kind of saying, "My brother yeah. called at the most perfect time." <laughs> Why was that? Fifteen minutes before everything was about to hit the table. So it was like, Hey, uh, thanks for calling. Gotta go. Gotta go. There we are. Hey, Love our nephew's you, here. Thanks so much for calling. But I gotta go. And see you later. Oh, he awesome. called though. Which was very, very sweet. Oh, yeah. Very, very kind. Do you no. think
0: he's cha- you think he's being a kinder, gentler Republican? Do you think he's no, saying the that no. Donald Trump was the wrong No. No.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Uh no. But I do think that he's dealing with uh the idea of mortality and he's trying to mm-hmm. like and realize like, oh, I need to, Welcome to the club. Connect with family. Yeah.
0: Well that's good. Yeah, right. That's not a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. However you come to it. Well You're not inviting him anytime time though.
1: We'll, no. well no. No. Not really. Not so very much. No, but, oh, but speaking of sports. Yes. Um, so okay, there's a a lot that happened. We're gonna try to get a lot of stuff in really yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um so so the World Cup is happening. Yeah. So I've heard. Um, you know, FIFA. Girl, is there Horrible. aside from the Olympic Committee, is there an organization that is more corrupt than FIFA? Am, am I I'm just looking at my sports people in here. Am I correct in saying? I mean, I didn't I really this? didn't
0: follow them until now, but after what oh, I'm learning. Well, I've
1: I, been following for some reason FIFA has always been on my radar. Uh-huh. Uh, like they're they're just they're nasty oh, they're, they're not, horrible they're horrible and they're just like they're lining their pockets just like the the, they, the olympic just like people. the olympia
0: well that's all they're all cut from the same
1: cloth yeah, I guess and so. having
0: it in qatar is just uh, a crime and you know we you've seen we people have been protesting and they've threatened them with the yellow card and
1: yeah well for wearing the the uh, one love, one love ba- arm, arm band, band which
0: that's... they're trying to show support you know for an inclusivity yeah. and diversity and yet they don't want and to then see that. And specifically
1: for the LGBTQ yes. community. This is not, this is not, in a country mainstream. that
0: jails you if you're LGBTQ.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> uh, that's been, that's been really interesting watching this whole thing play out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it kind of died. I mean, I guess it died down. It was just seemed more like a little scandal that people wanted to talk about. Um, but that has died down. But to kind of go back to, the whole Republican thing and people becoming saner. Here's one thing that I think that we all in the media need to pay attention. We've got to stop stop scaring the crap out of people on both sides. You know, the the conservative side, they're all out there because, uh, you know, drag queens fear, and transgender fear. people are going to come and murder your children at a story hour while they're grooming them and all this stuff. And then in... You know the, on our side, like on the on the on the left, we have people like, and they're not wrong about it, like democracy is at stake, but like they're like launching it through like democracy's at' stake, and then they, blah, 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 they keep going going going, and they're gonna take away everything. we are all in such a state of panic over everything that we just gotta like stop sensationalizing I know that it like that it's clickbait that it gets ratings up that it does things because people love to hear somebody who's gonna be who's mad as hell and they'd rather not instead of being like a voice of reason it's like we just all need like the country needs to take a collective breath and especially the media you know when you have people who are you know just they're out there just fanning the flames we all know Fox News is like just wackadoodle we all know that like Tucker Carlson is getting away with saying these horrible things by, by claiming that he's entertainment and not news. That's how he's avoiding lawsuits. Saying This isn't news. How can anybody believe that this is news? Mm-hmm. And then he goes on and he talks about um, Pete Buttigieg talking about how, you know, with the with the events of last week, which you know were the details of, of Colorado Springs were unfolding as we were on the air mm-hmm. last week, and mm-hmm. we didn't really get a chance to talk about how horrible and awful that attack is, and how it was brought on because of this fanning the flames mm-hmm. about the rhetoric that stupid Lauren, Lauren Boebert has been doing in her state, talking about the grooming, talking about the genital mutilation, talking about how oh, the gays and the tramp. People are, are trans. People are going to come and get you. You know that they are evil and wrong, and they should be eliminated. That's how we get things like this that happen in Colorado Springs. Um, you have Tucker Carlson, who's popping on there on his show, saying how Pete Buttigieg lied to everybody. He lied to people. He didn't come out until he was, you know, in 20 until 2015 until oh, he ran God. for a second term. And it's like, who is he to judge? Yeah. Pe- when and people then, decide to. You yeah, know. and Chasten and like, but saying he's lying and all he wants to do is talk about gay, 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 gay. And- his husband was on CNN, like, well, okay, he was serving in the military, he could not come out because Correct. it was against the law. The law, right uh-huh. there, he, and everybody needs to take their time because of people like you, Mother Tucker, uh-huh. about like when you, what you choose to say about gay people and how people respond, and, and especially in a town in Indiana, uh-huh. of course, they're going to be listening to that. And if you are somebody who's running for the mayor of a place that is like a, a little it. About like where mm-hmm. they stand on the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. of course they might hold that back a little bit because it's their own safety. Mm-hmm. It's just been driving me kooky pants, and I really think everybody needs to just calm down and look at things and like, all right, we need to speak in in calmer, ah, more rational. I tones. agree with you in theory.
0: But we've had 607 mass shootings in this country this yeah. year, oh. and the Republicans are what's standing in the way of common sense gun control. Well, no, no, and yeah, it's really yeah. hard to tone down rhetoric. When I'm this not talking is going
1: about. On. I'm not talking about just specifically gun violence. I'm just talking about just in general. Everything is a fire that needs to be put out, and everybody is the enemy. Everybody, everybody is the enemy, and and it's the thing. Like, just calm down. There are people who actually you know, these are all people. It's trying just to figure out where they are coming from and why. Why in particular does this anti-LGBTQ rhetoric work on them? Why is that? Is it because they don't know people? Yeah, they don't that's have. They're it. not. They're this not a part. fear of the
0: unknown. It's, I always say it. Yeah
1: but, it, but it, no i'm I'm with you hundred percent I'm not saying that we can't be loud and mad mm-hmm. you know about things like gun control or right. about things like health care or about things like the Equality Act yes. Just please pass this damn thing already you know I'm not saying that that is we should we shouldn't be mad
0: but I'm talking about the tone about I'm how things and that. about how
1: and folks you know I was listening to dr. Amy who's on before us mm-hmm. you know she's like and I know we're a political station but it's like you know take a break from the news because if you're watching it all day you're not you're not seeing anything new Go you're on. not seeing anything new if you watch five hours, or if you watch one hour, you know you're not getting any new information. You're just getting all of this speech coming at you from both sides, and it's very, very strong. And it's just getting and, and people, it,
0: and it's upsetting. And it, it, your mind's going to be upset. Your mind's <laughs> yeah. upset. Your
1: body is going to be yeah, upset. I like, agree.
0: I've I've, it, I've curtailed
1: a lot of my news. It really lessons. is. But it's just like we gotta calm down, yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, and again, I'm not saying that we should not be passionate about the issues that are very important to us that's not what i'm saying at all oh I'm, just, I'm just talking about like just the the relentless Attacks and because like because what happens is then you have somebody who goes into a gay bar in a small town, mm. the gay bar, which is basically a community center for people who are able to meet and to you know feel safe and to find community with like-minded people, you know, and the guy that the, stopped. Yeah, say, shooter, maybe
0: that'll get to people it was a straight man. It who, was a straight man who, who was who served a huge, in the military. I
1: mean, talk about being an ally to the community. I yeah. b- believe he runs a, a brewery, doesn't yeah, he? Right. And he's like, they're my customers. I'm gonna go and Support them, and I bring my family with me. That's what we need to look about, and that's what I'm example. hoping as we move into uh, friends. Uh, thank you for callers. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to take a break for the top of the hour, and we got some guests. So if you want to call back at the end of the show, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but until then, we got to take a quick break uh, and stick around for the second hour about Chicago, right here on WCPG.
0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPTAM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. They're happy and thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be calm. We're not trying to throw out into, like, yes. angry rhetoric into no, the world. No, very mellow. We can be mad. We can be We mad. can be passionate yes. about issues. But speaking the facts and not talking about things going on. Oh, crazy. hmm There we go. Mm-hmm and I can't think of a better way to do that than just celebrate art and the creative spirit. Oh, indeed. We've got a couple of we got some this hour. Look, we got some two plays. Two, we got creative spirits all around us. A little bit later on this hour, we're going to be speaking with uh, director Miguel Long and producer uh, Jack Sievert about their sixth iteration of a naughty, This is like you're going to be more naughty than nice if you, when you go see the Buttcracker. That's right, the Buttcracker, a Nutcracker burlesque. It's back for six years at the Greenhouse Theater. People have
0: Theater. been wanting and waiting for this. Look, this is the chance I love to burlesque.
1: See it. Burlesque is is fabulous. I love it. Yeah, there's that one I place downtown. Oh poop. There's a, uh, it's a there's oh, a speakeasy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, in the bottom of like yeah, the yeah. green something. Yeah yeah yeah.
0: I've been there. Um, Look, if you are looking for entitled. What? Untitled?
1: No, oh. it's not. I don't think they it's do called Untitled. There. Okay, well, there's this, this. There's a literal speakeasy at, in the basement of this other bar, the Green Door. Or is there a Green Door? Yeah. There's something, a, yeah. something like the Green oh. Door Tavern? Yeah. They've got this incredible room downstairs. Mm. And you kind of have to like, know somebody to get in there. And they do burlesque acts, they're beautiful cocktails. It's a fun, small room. I love it. I think it's really, really great. Oh, that sounds you fun. Yeah, yes. And like just shedding a light on a new. Uh, on a new art form for some folks mm-hmm. uh, And speaking of shedding the light on Things that people Might not be as familiar with You know, About Face Theater is presenting the world Premiere of uh, Omar Abbas Salem's uh, new play Mosque for Mosque and it's about A queer Arab American Muslim man Navigating his first real Relationship while relentlessly care- uh, While his relentlessly caring immigrant Mother tries to find the perfect man For him to marry uh, And I'm so excited that we are being being uh, joined today right now by actor, playwright, uh, Omar Abbas Sal- uh, Salem. Uh, Abbas, that's how you prefer to go with right? Welcome to sh- welcome to Out Chicago.
5: Yes, please. Hello. Hello, Hello.
1: Abbas. Cong- welcome. First off, welcome to the show. First off, congratulations on the show, Mosque for Mosque. It's now open at the Den Theater. Uh, how- first of all, how was opening weekend?
5: It was awesome, um, surreal, great. I was very drunk, as I should be. Um, so I remember some of it, but I think it was excellent.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Well, not only are you the playwright, you are also the star of of the show, doing some double duty so there. You were drunk after the show.
2: <laughs>
5: well, I. Well, I I won't clarify that. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. okay. Always, keep
1: always keep them guessing. Always keep them guessing. So, what is the origin of uh, your the world premiere of your play, Mosque for Mosque?
5: Honestly, it's pretty stupid. So, I thought of the <laughs> phrase "mosque for mosque" while I was in the shower, and I was like, "That's idiotic."
1: And did you just giggle uh-huh. while you were in the shower? Because that it's a
5: gr- it's a brilliant title. I mean, yes, I often giggle when I'm in the shower, but for that reason, that day, yes. (laughs) Um, And then I thought, like, what would it be? It would probably be a dating app. And if it were a dating app, how would it work? And then, like, what kind of person would be on it? And I don't have the wherewithal to build an app, so I could write a play. And that felt a lot easier. So I just built a world around that simple idea, and that's what we have now.
1: Wow! All in the shower. Who knew? Hey, some of the best ideas happen yeah.
5: in the shower. Really some of the best things happen to me in that shower.
1: It's oh. true. It's true. Well, well, maybe you should hang out for the butt cracker next next segment. But you know, but uh, but anyway, uh, uh so the the show it follows a, a, a queer. Arab American Muslim, just being being the person walking around in the world. What was it? What was so? Um, it feels like we have not seen this story before, especially when we're talking about queer Muslim folks. What are some of the Ishler issues that you were hoping to to explore while you were writing this this play?
5: Well, I wanted it to be more of a play about a queer person exploring themselves rather than it being about a Muslim person exploring how to be queer. Yes. So the world that we have doesn't question his queerness. It doesn't mind his queerness. It really supports it. And I thought that that would be infinitely more interesting than watching another play about a person trying to tell somebody that they are themselves and they should just accept it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: the whole coming out story it feels like we we are beyond that, and and that the whole coming out experience feels like there's like a, a slightly traumatic aspect to the whole thing you know that's the whole unknown about explaining yourself and will you be accepted by the people that you're telling as opposed to just setting up a, a world where this is the reality we can have some moments of joy and we can have like real moments of connection and heartbreak that's about that's not about queerness does that make sense am i am i getting that right
5: Totally, and I think there's so much value in a story about coming out because people come out every day and it's incredibly difficult and they should have examples and hope and a play that they see themselves in. But I thought that it would be expected that a play about a gay multiple person would be entirely about coming out, and I wanted to just move beyond that and talk about a conversation that might happen after that, and that's what the play is
1: so that way. Yeah, yeah so as you were creating the play mosque for mosque which again inspiration strikes when you're wet <laughs> um how like what was the development period like when you went because i know i believe that this this play has been workshop before before it came to about face theater what has been the the development and the, the journey of the actual play
5: it has had quite a journey, which is really exciting. A lot of people have been incredibly supportive of the story, which is, I think, how it ended up in this beautiful space with this incredible theater. But I began writing it in Jackalope's Playwrights Lab with Calamity West, which I recommend any person take if they're interested in playwriting. She is truly an excellent teacher mm-hmm. and a great role model. Um, that's enough about Calamity West. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote it with her, and then I workshopped it. Like we workshopped it for a couple of days, and then did a public reading right before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened, and um, I had the opportunity to workshop it on Zoom a few times with a few different theaters, which was kind of wild, but a really interesting learning experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that 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 whole process had to be <clears throat> weird.
5: It was very
1: strange. Yeah. Because it's like you're, you're hearing it, but you're not in the room together, so there's a yeah, it's
5: odd. Like the first time I heard it out loud with humans was when we started rehearsing it this time around. Oh. And every other iteration of it that I had been on Zoom and mm. has been like a different person playing Ibrahim, so I was just watching somebody else do it. So it truly was a very strange mind space to be in. But awesome
1: yeah and, yeah yeah and and how did you navigate the whole um actor playwright dual dual roles throughout the the rehearsal because, you know, you want to remain in scene, like be within, you know, as an actor, like, here I am, I'm going to be in this world, I'm thinking about this world. But as a playwright, were you ever just kind of hovering outside of yourself and being like, oh, this needs to move here, we should cut that, or that line needs to be changed? Like, how how were you doing navigating that dual role? Because that's not easy.
5: It wasn't easy, and I can't say that I had a plan around it, but I definitely was hovering around as a playwright all the time, which eventually became really aggravating for myself and I also think everybody around me. Um, but I am a I think because a lot of my playwright work has been on Zoom and it's just been hearing people say the thing and then being able to recognize if it's wrong just by hearing it, I can be in scene pretty easily as an actor and then hear the scene unfold as the playwright somewhere in my brain and pinpoint the places that I think need work and then be able to come back the next day with some new pages. Makes sense. And I got better at it as we did it.
0: Uh, Abbas, how do you deal with issues that queer Muslims face uh, in our world? Do you, do, do you deal with them in the show?
5: Uh, in the show, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, we talk about how a person can be proactively queer and Muslim in the show in pretty much every minute of it. Um, I think it's an example of how a person can be Muslim and queer and find new issues beyond just having to be Muslim and queer. We talk a lot about building a relationship with somebody that's very different from you sharing that relationship with people who are unaccustomed to knowing these kind of things about you, Um, sharing intimacy with a parent who's normally pretty conservative but is open to what you have to say, Um, and then it also just deals with a lot of issues about being Arab-American and not just queer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would imagine, Yeah. now, as you were, uh, you know, stretching these these muscles, and as you said, like I, I was getting better, you know, from like being within, be able to be in the world, and then being outside. Uh, it seems like you you had a really great collaboration with your director. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. What is that relationship like? I mean, what's
5: that like? So, Sophia Nair is one of, or Sophia Nair. I should say. I always pronounce your name incorrectly, and I always apologize. Um, She is one of the most incredible directors I've ever worked with. She is incredibly kind and incredibly generous and has this really steady, consistent way of giving you notes, whether it be for a playwright or a designer or an actor, and always approaching it with humor, which is incredibly helpful when you're dealing with a play as occasionally heavy as this one is. Mm -hmm. And this is maybe, I think, my fifth, Collaboration with so, oh wow! And every time I learn something new about the way she works, and it really helps me become a better whatever I'm doing in that moment. And we've also been working with Nadia Nauman, who is our associate director, and I've also worked with maybe four or five times now. And we have worked as a team of three on at least three or four plays. Oh wow! A really wonderful collaborative. Open experience, but I think love. I hope each of us the space to feel like we can say and do what we feel needs to be said and done.
1: Yeah, that you know that it really it's is important. is a luxury too. When you are in the Absolutely. in the artistic world, yeah. when you when you find your people that you collaborate with really really well, then you start having you know those. You're able to like communicate really big ideas and deep thoughts, and and we like to call a dolphin speak. You know, where you are just kind of like you know that thing where you oh yeah, and then we got to do that. Oh, I wouldn't. I totally agree. Okay, good. <laughs> get and then get on that. Like okay, good. You know, there's something about having that relationship with with fellow artists that uh, that just build you, that makes the end product and you you your artistic process even better. So uh, of course, they just. How celebrate those friendships? Um, kind of like how the you know the the play Mosque for Mosque it really just celebrates love and and family expectations. What do you hope people uh, take away when they come see Mosque for Mosque uh, over at the Den Theatre presented by About Face?
5: If they are an Arab or Muslim person? I hope they come and see it and see a different iteration of life but broadens their perspective somehow um, and hopefully makes them a little bit more tolerant of anything. If they are an American non-queer person, I hope they come and see a queer story and feel a lot of themselves in it and recognize how very not different our different ways of living are. Um, If you're a queer person, I hope you come and see it and just really get to revel in a play that's entirely about you and entirely about the way you live and the problems you might have or the problems a friend of yours might have. And that's a joy that I don't think we get to experience very often. Mm. And it's Mm. really a pleasure that About Face offers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, hey, not only are you uh, starring and, and you're the playwright of the world premiere of Mosque for Mosque at About Face Theater, you um, you were also the 2022 Three Arts SIF Fund at the Chicago Community Foundation awardee. Hey,
0: congratulations. Very on that.
1: fancy about that. Congratulations. What was it like when you
5: heard the news? I. Was walking my dog, and I think I swore quite a bit. And of <laughs> talking to Esther to realize that she wasn't um, Xfinity like pranking me because I had literally just been on the phone maybe like two minutes with them before Esther had called me. Um, and it honestly took until the money was in my bank account before realizing it was actually a real thing. Uh. And I still t- I don't believe it.
1: Yeah, it's the, the, these these awards and these grants. It's, it's a wonderful organization that uh, really focuses on on supporting voices within the arts. Um, like, wh- what what does it mean to you to be like, oh wait, hey, here's the validation. You're doing good. Here, take some money. Like that right there is just like, oh, amazing.
5: I mean, the validation is the. Biggest thing about it Yeah Um, Like I'm a Relatively new playwright And I've been an actor In the city For about a decade now And As an actor You're never sure Of anything Right And As a new playwright I Could only Hope that what I was doing Was Good for the community And good work And This just Was an incredible Confidence boost And Made me feel amazing,
0: so yeah, I as will. you should feel, you deserve to feel that way,
1: thank you, <laughs> well, you know, a boss, I think that just means uh more showers for you, where you can just come yeah. up with some some fabulous ideas in there, and whatever else happens in that shower, you know uh.
5: Congratu- even taste
1: the water in Chicago. <laughs> well, c- c- congratulations on everything, on the Three Arts uh, Award that is wonderful, but most importantly, congratulations on the world premiere of your play, Mosque for Mosque, uh, that is presented by About Face Theater at the Den Theater. It runs until December 17th, so for tickets, go to aboutfacetheater.com. And that's theater uh, spelled with an R-E, because they're fancy. Uh, so, aboutfacetheater.com. Um, have a fabulous show today. I know you're probably getting ready for a matinee. And thank you so much for taking time out to join us today. Uh, Omar Abbas Salem, uh, thank you so very, very much. Congratulations and, and keep, keep telling stories. Yes, keep,
5: keep, keep, keep telling up stories. great work. Thank you. I will try. You all have a wonderful day. It was a pleasure. You too. You too. too. You you.
1: too. All righty. We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, there's more out Chicago right here. Stick around on WCPT.
3: duo Pink Pony. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPT. And
1: welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT. Thanks for playing that Pink Pony. Uh, John Luce, who was a member of, one of the duo. I remember Pink
0: Pony. I know. Remember we had guests in the studio the I first know. six, seven years we were on the air?
1: Yeah. It'll happen again. It'll happen again. I hope so. I But love I want it. to give a big old shout out to John Luce. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, John um, happy Luce. Happy birthday, John. I, I
0: enjoyed them so much in the early uh, couple of years of yeah. our show. Yeah. John and Andy, they're great. Yeah.
1: They're, they Excellent. are pink bunny. Now they're in L.A. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Out, from and out, Chicago, sh- out Chicago to L.A. It's just there the we it goes are. sometimes. There we are. They're just shaking their booties everywhere. Good Speaking of them. shaking their booties. Oh, hey, if you are looking for something that's a little more naughty than nice this holiday season, you need to check out The Butt Cracker, a nut- Cracker Burlesque, back for its sixth year, featuring the best of Chicago's nightlife entertainment, highlighting the world of burlesque, boylesque, magic, sword balancing, circus, dance, and more. More, and I more. say. More, I say. And joining us now, our director, Miguel Logg and producer, Jack Seifert. Welcome to the show.
6: Hello, hello. Thank you for having us.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us today. Look, I am a huge fan of burlesque. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, <laughs> it's, so much, it's so much fun. It's so just like, I love the art of the tease. I love that it's like the sensuality behind it. I love that you get all kinds of body types up there doing their thing and everybody just feels sexy and amazing and lovely how we'll get to the burlesque in general. I shouldn't have lived with that' because I just got so excited uh, but how <laughs> how did the buttcracker a nutcracker burlesque uh, come about Miguel um, start, or yeah. whoever's came up with it
7: yeah well okay, so hi uh, this is Jack um, thanks so much for having us on of course um, honestly it started um a number of years ago back in like twenty fifteen I was sitting around a campfire with uh some other some burlesque dancers. Um, who uh, were friends of mine, and we were all sort of riffing about different um, funny names for burlesque. A lot of times there's like this um, uh, combination of, of uh, burlesque with puns. And oh, yeah. so we were just kind of shooting off some funny names for what a show could be. And I started talking about what the buttcracker could be as far as like nutcracker burlesque, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. all laughed. We all had a good time with it, and we were kind of you know j- joked about the sugar bum fairy as opposed to the sugar, <laughs> bum fairy.
2: nice,
7: you know, and just it just like seemed really fun, uh, you know, fun and, and funny. And then I was like, you know, I actually kind of want to do this. I want to try to write this show and like put it on. And so I, I got a, a, a choreographer-director together who also was in burlesque, and, um, and we just sort of sat down and figured it out. And I, I wrote the show, and, and, um, and then uh, she directed it and choreographed it, and we only had it for one night because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. So uh, I'd never produced something like this before when we were at the um, uh, Uptown Underground, which is no more, but yeah. um, that's where we produced it. And we sold out. We only had one performance, and we had uh, 150 people were there, and more people kept trying to come in, and I was like, oh, okay, we've really got something here. Um, so then I just kept bringing it back year after year, um, You know, with the exception of, of course, the, the two pandemic years, but we don't you know, really count those. Um, <laughs> right. right. Um, so, yeah, and then ever since then, we've just been sort of continuing to, to perform it for, for larger and larger crowds and bigger and bigger audiences.
0: Has it changed much from the very first uh, performance? Yeah, you know what's cool about the show is that it actually changes a little bit each year. Oh.
7: Cool. Um and that has to do with a lot of the um a lot of the way the storyline is. Um each of our directors that sort of come in um uh, have a little different uh say on the show and say on um, you know, the some of the particulars. You know, the the basic storyline is the same. Um, you know, Clara is an adult, of course, because we, we can't have Clara as child on set. Of course. Um, <laughs> taking that just illegal Um, So so is an adult She works at this uh, At a um, uh, At a company And her boss Has told her to uh, To throw the office Christmas party And so she Throws the office Christmas party She hires Drosselmeyer To come in To perform Um, Drosselmeyer Sort of shocks literally pants off of everyone and
2: uh,
7: <laughs> and, uh, so, and, and car gets hired for it and so um Josh is bad for her so he uh, he or she or they because we've had all different genders and uh, gender expressions saying um Josh Meyer um uh, takes uh, an, a little nutcracker and makes a magic trick for her um and inside the magic inside the nutcracker is a little candy piece of candy um that she eats and then basically starts to hallucinate um the land of the sweets. um
1: a little Alice in what Wonder- Wonderland nod mm-hmm. there as well.
7: Yeah. Portland, yep. Her uh, her boss comes back as the Rat King. The okay. like janitor that she has a crush on comes back as the Butt Tracker. Uh, you know they they have a big dance battle. They save the day and then they go off into the land of the sweets. And then we have all of our featured soloists come in and perform. Um, you know the the tea dance, the coffee dance, chocolate, etc. Um, but each year it's a, it, it you know like I said, there's a little bit something different. Um, and so i like actually Rapper Miguel, he's, you know he's our director this year, and he's kind of Came up with a couple
1: of really cool ideas um, for the show, so I'd love to have him speak a little bit about you know his take and how he what he's um, brought to the show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you two just go ahead and have a conversation. It's great. I love it. Yeah. No, so Miguel, yeah. So when you were brought on, does um, it sounds like do the the burlesque artists do they change from year to year? And I, I, it seems like you would kind of want to, you know. Uh, make little tweaks to to the script or whatever to to really highlight the the strength and what that particular artist brings. What, was this your first year directing or have you directed this uh, before? Since we are now in its sixth year.
6: Well, I was actually in the show in 2019. Okay. At okay. Miguel here, yes. And um, it was really cool, and I loved it. And we only did four performances that year in 2019, and that was actually the last time that this show saw the stage. And right. so I think it's sort of an honor and appropriate for me to be coming in to the show in its next iteration, making my directorial debut as Thor's, um, you know, um, Directing the show this time, and yes, the artists do change every year, and it's nice to sort of mold the story to the artists and the bodies and the people that we have representing and telling that story. But all the solo acts change every single week, so if you saw the show two weeks in a row, you would see the same show and it would be in the same format, but you'd be a brand new solo artist that would blow your mind every single week. So, so we yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, i was just going to ask. You know, it's, like, bur- we got questions.
0: Burlesque is an art, and it's it's a skill, and it. It's something you have to work on. How are you able to find so many uh, actors that, that, that can the do Chicago it? The
1: Chicago burlesque scene is incredible. Sorry, I'll let you into yeah. that, but I
0: just is have that, to say that that first. it? There's just a plethora of, of burlesque performers to choose from? Like-
7: you know, there really are. Um, Chicago is one of the best cities in, uh, in America, I think, or possibly in the world, to find burlesque dancers wow. and to find a, a variety of different styles of burlesque as well. You have people that do um, rockabilly burlesque. You have people that do very classical burlesque. You have mm. people that do um, uh, metal bur- burlesque, you know, where, where they have a, wow. a grinder. Uh, and a metal plate um, sparkling off of their crotch. You know, it's yeah. like... <laughs> Who knew? There's a lot of different things that people do and, and, um, and that dancers do um, in the city. Um, and it's not also just burlesque. So in, in our show, for example, we don't just have burlesque. We also have, um, you know, sword swallowing, and we have, um, uh, we have someone doing Bed of Nails this year, so some, like, variety and sideshow acts as well um, that really just highlight um, alternative forms of performance that
0: for me, um, you know, some audiences may not be familiar with that as a performance. Right. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm my so my, Scott, my jaw... Scott just dropped when you said b- bed of nails. Bed of nails. bed of nails. I'm like, what? Just, <sighs> bed of
1: nails. Amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, it's so great. Like okay, so I know. I don't even know. I'm just too excited. I'm buzzing over here. Like it's so the burlesque <laughs> is just it, it is delicious. It's fun. It's naughty. It's but it's not naughty. You know. It's it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, as you were saying, so with the solo acts, now is this, because you have different events that happen, I believe, like as a pre-show thing on different nights of the week. Do they also, do the solo artists change within the show, or, because I know it's it's kind of like, a, it's a fun, the whole, it is an event, this yeah, whole thing.
7: It really is an event, yeah. yeah. So during our during our cocktail hour, which we're calling tiny hour, um, uh, which we think is funny. Um, uh, during the Heine Hour, we have uh, different things happening. So every Thursday night, um, we do exception of opening. Every Thursday night is our vendor night. So we've um, uh, invited a bunch of small businesses, um, you know, magic makers and, and creative artists, to come in and, and sell their uh, crea- creations mm. on Thursday night. And then on Fridays and Saturdays, we have what's calling we're calling it extravaganza night um, where we have additional performances during our cocktail hour. So you might see someone come up to you and do tableside magic. You might see someone doing contortion or uh, a uh, human statue um, or you might see someone getting tied up. You know, it's like. It's kind of uh, an interesting uh, pre-show, um, like relaxed environment where, um, you know, where you can continue to, to hang out with your friends and, and drink and uh, and um, uh, and be joyful together before the actual show starts. And then on Sundays, we actually have what we're calling Butt Brunch. So we've teamed up with um, Uprising Bakery <laughs> Cafe which is like in the Hills, Illinois, um, which has been, unfortunately, the target of some uh, really bad yeah. Um, yeah and uh and abuse um from some members in their community so we've teamed up with them though um, because we love them and they're coming in and essentially sponsoring brunch for us so you can get their uh cinnamon rolls you can get their baked goods um we're gonna have mimosas and bloody mary's um and so that's what will be during the pre-show on um on sundays and Beautiful. then uh, yeah you stay for the show and you'll see uh different burlesque performers different variety acts um throughout the play itself, and. Uh, you know, and then it all wraps it up, and we all go home. Sounds fantastic. Uh, I know, right? really but, great. And, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and who doesn't love to go eat a big br- butt brunch? You know, I mean, like yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 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 so wait, so just so I'm clear, the solo acts within the show they change each night.
6: Yeah, they change <gasps> each week. They'll change week. each week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll be the same no, Thursday through Sunday.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so you can easy go easy see easy it easy. every yeah. week of the run and get a new performer and get a get a new show and experience uh, each time.
6: That's correct. Yeah.
1: Brilliant.
6: And and we enjoy, like, teaching them the art of the tease. And, but our cast mostly concentrates on the storytelling and the dance aspects of it. And, of course, they also do some burlesque as well. Right. But it's nice to have the featured soloists come in that bring that, like, extra punch. Like you said, there's circus. There's magic. We worked with a professional magician this year to, like, add some of that sort of, like, pizzazz with our cast that I'm really excited is, like, a new element. Because, you know, I always I always think the Buck should you know, elevate itself and be better than the last, because why not? You know, yeah. what are we doing? Of course. And so I'm excited to share this like new version with the world, having been a part of it myself. You know? Yeah.
1: So Miguel, how did you, I mean, it's, I know you both have a history with burlesque, but I, and I'll pose this question to both of you, but I'll start with Miguel. How did you, like, how did you fall in love with burlesque? What was the thing like, oh, I want to try this? Or would that be, and what's the difference between burlesque and boylesque?
6: I mean, uh, I can speak on my experience of falling in love with burlesque. I mean, my first experience with burlesque was being a part of the Flying Honey show, which is a different annual burlesque show that happens. And so... With that energy and, like, love of that kind of performing, I found my way to the Bug Cracker, and I was like, this could be awesome. Like, I kind of love being sexy for people, and it's a really good time because the energy in the room is always, like, loving and accepting, and I feel like that's what we create. And at the heart of the Bug Cracker, it's really about being yourself and finding that, like, chosen family that will help and allow you to do that, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a musical element like the the actual Nutcracker?
6: Yeah, absolutely. So a
7: uh, majority of the music is actually um, uh, covers that we've found in different uh, artists that have done um, uh, different arrangements and covers of uh, pieces of the Nutcracker. So you might hear like a really jazzy version of the Sugar Plum Fairy's solo or you wow. might hear um, a more like rock version of the Dance of the Reeds. Um, it was really important for me when I was writing it to make sure that the show – still had Nutcracker elements so Mm -hmm. that as a member is sitting there and watching the show they're like oh my gosh this is Waltz of the Flowers but it's played by a four piece jazz band like holy smokes Um, you know and so all of the music is pulled from that but then we also have some music that is a bit more ethereal that is a bit more um, Christmas time-y but again um, more covers of it so we think more like Trans-Siberian Orchestra-style music, um, things like that. Fantastic. Um, the eventual, the eventual uh, goal, though, is to actually create our own arrangement um, uh, for the show so that we have from beginning to end, it's like it's one solid piece of, of music. Um, and then the super secret goal I'm trying, I would love to do is actually publish it, um, and then have there be little butt crackers all around the United States. And go for be, it! You could go see the butt in L.A. You could go see the butt in New Orleans, and yeah, um,
2: why not? So it's like you know,
7: everywhere. I know why not. I don't know. Maybe big. They can, they can make it happen. <laughs> I love that.
1: Look, if you're gonna have a butt crack, it might as well be a big butt cracker. So let's get a big know, butt cracker right? out there. Uh, a worldwide butt cracker, butt, dreams. butt cracker. There we are. No, so but so so Jack, when did when did you fall in love with burlesque? Like, what was the moment where you were like, oh, this is? I I fell in love with burlesque because I
7: fell in love with a burlesque dancer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone I dated for a, uh, for a, a little bit um, did burlesque, and she invited me to one of her burlesque shows, and it was uh, it was it was very similar to what the is but it had um uh, they uh, had lines and stuff. So it was more like a a, buck, uh, yeah, a a burlesque play, and um and I loved that style, and then and the and how cheeky it was, uh, you know, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I uh, yeah, so I just kept watching them and kept looking at them, and then I eventually directed. Um, A burlesque show called um, Ghostbuster, a Ghostbusters burlesque. Um, (laughs) Why not? Oh my gosh! Just say yes sometimes. I love it. That would be good one. So and that was right around the same time that I was thinking, that I had been thinking about the buttcracker as well. So um, that's really what it is. And but honestly, though, like you know, it, just because there's so many different styles of burlesque yeah. and, and ways to perform it, um, I I love going to those shows and I love being a patron and an audience member and seeing um, you know how much work burlesque dancers really put into um, uh, their acts you know like I, I think one of the things that is a, is a uh, uh, is sad about it is that people don't know how much work it actually goes goes that goes into creating a, a burlesque act you know, these dancers are their own producer, manager, sure. costume designer, um, marketer. Uh, you know, they design mm-hmm.
1: their costumes, Special they effects design. creators. Mm-hmm.
7: You know, they're the mm-hmm. creator. They pick music. You know, they choreograph themselves. You know, they are really a one-person show. And, um, and you know, just for a, a three- to five-minute act, it takes, you know, sometimes years for them to really put that on. And so um, I have a very high respect for these dancers as well and, and, and their performances.
1: So, you know, same here. I used I to, uh, uh, you know, I, I do miss the Uptown Underground so much. I'm happy that it is, you know, now. Um, oh, why can't I remember the name of oh, the baton. Trip, The baton. Thank you. Happy that it's the baton that the space is still going well. But the the Uptown Underground was a very special place uh, mm-hmm. uh, for me as well as a, as a performer, as a stand-up, who also was a part of a show called Strip Joker. Oh yeah, which was yeah, you I know, used to do that. yeah, which is about you know, mm-hmm. it. it I would- I love Strip Joker. It was, it was, it was great. I think it, there might be an iteration that's coming back. I think that's that's in the works right now. But the the thing that I love about burlesque, because this this comedy show was based on the ideas of burlesque, was that it is about sensuality and. Not about necessarily like body image, like it's it's about sensuality and it's about empowering everybody to feel sexy and to feel like they are you know s- mm-hmm. sensual. There, it it really is. It's it's so wonderful, and you can see, you know, all different kinds of body types who are up there feeling fabulous and giving you face mm-hmm. and teasing and like what? No, you can't. No, but yes, you can't. No, you can't. I love it. It's. <laughs> So, but it's so wonderful. Like, and as an audience member, like you go see somebody who's like, "Look at you, gorgeous up there doing mm-hmm. your thing, self-affirming, and it's, and it's self-power. Like, it's yeah. an, it's an empowering thing to go see. Be like, oh, and you might learn a thing or two that you could try out. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Why but not? Is I, that, that that to me, like, is really what burlesque. I think. Is great and especially around you know this this time of year, you know just a fun night to like grab a bunch of your friends and just to go out see just like a hoot and a, hoot and a half. We need some buttcracker in this world right we now. We do need some buttcracker in this world. So, and and by just to let you know, um, my nickname in high school was a sugar bum fairy. So there we go. Um, <laughs> yes. there
0: Perfect. There we go. Maybe there's a spot so, for you in the show well, sometimes. Maybe, Scott.
1: Well, there we go. If you need a guest artist for a weekend, I'll come. Well, no, I haven't been working for a year. Okay, I, I need to. Get Think your, that get your button shapes. Shape, I Captain. gotta get my button. I don't need know. I just need to get my acting <laughs> gear. Cause like, weren't you listening what Jack was saying? They yeah. said you know it's like it is. It is work. It is work. I know it is. I and know. it is and it is really is talent and it is such a magical experience. Uh, this sounds like it oh will be an absolute delight and joy. And fortunately for all of us here in Chicago, it's gonna run through December thirty first. Uh, the buttcracker, a Nutcracker burlesque, opens December first. Runs through New Year's Eve at the Greenhouse Theater Center. Uh, uh, for more info and, and for tickets, you can head to thebuttcrackerburlesque.com, dot com, or you can also go to thegreenhousetheater dot uh, uh, com, or they might be an org. Anyway, go to thebuttcrackerburlesque.com. Br- br- com. Um, hey Miguel Long and Jack Seifert, thank you so much for joining us. I guess break a leg, but there's got to be a better thing to say when you know, to a burlesque I've artist.
6: I have heard. paint your butt. There, w- w- one more time. I said, crack your
1: butt. Crack your crack butt. All righty. Well, there we go. Well, I hope <laughs> you all crack your butt all winter long, uh, all December long. Uh, Miguel Long, Longdexy for the show is the butt cracker, a nutcracker burlesque. Uh, go for a fun, fun, a deliciously naughty time. Can't wait and again, to see it. that review that, uh, that I saw a completely inappropriate tale of unimaginable naughtiness. Sign me up.
0: That's it. Sign me up. That's what we need right now.
1: That's what we need. So, happy holidays to you. Uh, Go crack a butt. Uh, Miguel Long, (laughs) Jack Seifert. Uh, We will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful show. Thank you. Take care. care. All righty. Thank you. We've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is the final thrilling show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT.
3: Honey West. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPP.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. I'm Scott Duff here along with Alan Miller. I'm still buzzing from the burlesque stuff. I know. We were just talking I about it off air. I love it. And then we were, I was telling you about this place downtown called The Drifter. The Drifter. And is it it's been, beneath the green door? The green door this is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fabulous venue. It's hard to get into because it's it's very mm-hmm. tiny, but they've got live burlesque. They have burlesque performances that pop up in there. Some comedians will show up and do some things. It's it's known it, as the coolest
0: speakeasy in Illinois, and it's been around since 1872.
1: Yeah. You can believe that. yeah I can. Because when you go down, you just feel history. It's a gorgeous room. It's it's really awesome. So if you want to look for something again, something a little special and yeah, different. Yeah,
0: I love that. I, I you know I I think I, there's so much information, and then you don't know what's open still because we had that pause called yeah the pand- pandemic. But it's, it looks like an awesome spot.
1: It's cool. Yeah, and like, and when they were talking right about the the different burlesque styles. Yes. That whole the the the, the metal thing is the one that yeah, always that, makes me. Yeah. I
0: don't know about that. I okay, was so just basically about you have that. a
1: performer who has kind of like a sander like an electric, a power sander, and there's like metal mm. plates on their body, and they'll just go and sparks. They don't, it's just oh, sparks it. just okay. kind of start flying out of there. Devin, you seem a, 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 like what? A gog right. and Aghast I- over there. There's. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's just so, it's so much fun. Again, if you're looking for something just fun and light that and
0: sounds different, fantastic, I definitely want
1: to check see out, it out. Yeah, and Chicago really is, has a very long history of burlesque and an incredible pool of talent. The Fly Honey show that happens usually during the summer mm-hmm. is incredible, and it's like about a six week run, and it changes every show. It's also really, really late at night. So oh, what's, so, what's late at night? Like how they. Uh, like it starts at 11.30 and it goes for like three hours. Oh, it is yee. a long night. I'm getting to the point yeah. where
0: that's even late for me. I know. Do you hear I that, know. sweetie? I know. Do
1: you hear that, sweetie? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, look, there was also some sad yes. news. Irene Kara died. God, she was only 63. 63. We still don't know what's going on. I hope it was. Uh, Maybe she
0: just had a heart attack. They said she died at home. It's awful.
1: She died at home. In Florida. She's, you know, I. I love that movie. Fame. Fame the movie. Fame is the one that that it it spoke to me as a kid. Even though it was terribly like some parts were just wildly inappropriate for a child to watch, okay. you know. But um so Irene Cara, she's best known for singing the title songs to "Flame," "Flame," "Fame,", fame and "Flashdance." I was putting those two together. Uh, she won an Academy Award for "Fame" yeah. and a Grammy yeah. uh, for for that. She was also the star, one of the stars of "Fame," wasn't that an Alan Parker movie? Yeah, Alan Parker yeah. directed it. But it was, and it followed a group of high school, high school students yeah. who are going to the school for performing arts in, New York. in mm-hmm. New York and about their their dreams and their desire for for fame and mm-hmm. about their their path and that whole movie was just like it spoke to this little oh, sure. gay midwestern boy mm-hmm. in such a huge way you know, seeing that there was a—it uh, was my first, one of my first introductions to a gay character, of Montgomery, who they sanitized and he was no, no longer gay for the TV show when it became a TV show. Oh, that's right. But he was. There was this whole, he has this whole that's monologue right. sitting in the park and sitting yeah. in the snow about like gay used to be a good word, It used to be oh, a really good yeah. word, and and now like it's just it's people have taken it and they made it not good, and it's still a good word. Just seeing that, and Irene Cara. Somebody Mm who... Was this like light in that in that movie? I loved and with her, their yeah. music.
0: Yeah, she was just so great. But
1: in that in that particular thing, like, but she was like mm-hmm. she was determined, and she overcame. Like she had that hor- there was a, that horrible scene where she goes to an audition, and it turns out to be not good. Yeah, no, right. You know, and but her perseverance and her her just her desire and determination to express herself, and the moment when she steps forward, just saying, mm-hmm. um, "I sing the body electric," mm-hmm. at the very end of Hello. the movie. It's so good, and, yeah. but and her voice. She was 22 years old when she was in that in that movie. Launched to superstardom. She also recorded, uh, you know, the theme for Flashdance. Flash what a feeling! Mm-hmm.
0: And that and, won uh, an award too. Oh, I did think. she? I yeah. bet it did.
1: Uh-huh. So. And she also did so. Unfortunately, she did that movie, DC Cab. Do you remember uh, that?
0: No, that one I don't know. With
1: Mr. T. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I hold my brain holds onto things in a very strange way. Yes. Yeah. But Irene Carroll, there was just something like it really was. There was something about her. And I always, I've, for the last while, I've always been like, where is Irene Carroll? What's going on with her? Because she was just a big superstar, even if it was just for that, like a four year chunk. You know, yeah,
0: but uh, What a Feeling actually won the Oscar's best song for Flashdance. That's where she won the Oscar. Oh, Fame did
1: not win? No, it was oh, for, Flash just to so keep our, for, our, or, what our facts. Thank what a feeling. you. Thank was, you very much for that, w- to me. Yeah, that was the. Uh, I got so, she, she should have won Oscar. for Fame. I mean, she, I
0: didn't, but I, had you heard much from her in the last bunch of no, years? No, I haven't heard, I no, like, I was,
1: like I said, I was, I've been always asking, like, where did what she
0: go? Like, what happened to her? That's one of those movies we kept going back and seeing over again. Fame? Yeah oh okay when i was a kid when i was younger it
1: it 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 planted seeds into my my head about like this is what what uh it means to be a young person living in new york i've always romanticized new york when i was a kid the like the moments when they went to go see the rocky horror picture show Mm -hmm. that was like what is this talk about burlesque and like oh yeah t like the whole that whole performance you know watching doris schwartz rip off her shirt just to be so <laughs> excited to be there. You know, there was something about it was it in, it encapsulated the the adolescent awakening uh as well as combining in the the the, the artistic element
2: yeah, you know all. and it was
1: about creativity and know. about becoming a young person at the same time and about like the, the the trials and tribulations the misfortunes the success the joys the pain it was everything
0: i i think it launched more cities looking into performing arts schools too you know when it, it got awareness of what was going on in new york uh,
1: i it you know, could be adam i like I'm the not chicago sure one i think
0: came after uh, i didn't know how long it's been around but i I'm pretty sure that the Chicago Performing Arts School was, you know, was something that came after a New York product after, that, yeah, after, yeah. La, after
1: LaGuardia. Yeah, I remember going to school and people were like, I went to LaGuardia. I'm like, You went to the they... fame school? <laughs> what <sighs> being so jealous because, again, I was just a yeah, little sheltered you, Midwestern, and you had boy.
0: aspirations of, of theater and yeah. acting and singing, you know, yeah. doing all so I could see. I thought it It, resonated for me. It really resonated for you. It really did. I mean, it was just
1: one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is kind of what I want my life. I want my life to be dancing on top of cabs, you know, in the street while somebody plays a song that they just wrote. You know, I want to go to the school cafeteria and break into a an improvised song about lunch and have a big dance number in your cafeteria. I want basically I want my life to be a, a constant flash mob. <laughs> you know that like that's what it is. I want I want people should dance. people should dance and sing and then experience joy and creativity and that's that's what was at the heart of that movie for me um, and boy, oh boy and I was sad that when the, the I became addicted to the the TV show, yeah,
0: yeah, I watched ah, that, too. I mm-hmm.
1: loved it. I loved it. And the young Miss Janet Jackson came on later on at the end of the run. Oh, I forgot that. Mm-hmm. She played Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but that's that's neither here nor there.
0: But, uh, but you know, R.I.P. To, uh, to, to, to Irene, Irene Cara. I know. Yeah.
1: That was just like a, a big thing. Did you... So how was it? I've just been rambling over here. The movie for you, Fame, was...
0: No, I just I loved it. I just, you know... I, I didn't. I didn't even ask. For, I was playing guitar and loving music. So you didn't so.
1: like Bruno Martelli? Wasn't like the guy, the piano guy? I know all the names. Yeah, I have I not see, I'm telling you, I know this is a movie and a TV show that like shaped my life. So Bruno Martelli, the music, the composer, the musician, the it, piano genius. Yeah. I, was there? Was yes. I,
0: I just liked. I liked Irene Cara. <laughs> I, liked it. I liked the way. I just loved the performances. I loved the story. I just you know it was something that resonated. Yeah. You know, um, all the different characters, the fact that there was a school like that, you know, it was just uh, mm. Yeah, it was cool and I watched the I watched the TV show for a while too. <gasps> I love that TV yeah,
1: show. It was good. I love that TV mm-hmm. show. They made sure that they kept the um they kept the actor who played Bruno martelli the piano player and mr shirofsky the the, um, the music teacher they made sure that they were those were the only two that came from the it movie. Came. how about debbie allen and gina debbie allen is in the movie very briefly she's not in the the main right but she was in the thing d- she's in the movie and so is gene anthony reyes leroy they they both love He's, your knowledge yeah, of yeah there it. we are anyway look what a feeling look. beings believing you know, go out there and just and believe and be and be be happy and be wonderful. And we are coming up to the end of the show. Yes, we are. And there we are. I will so, miss
0: you next week. I will be at my Aunt Stella's one
1: hundredth birthday come celebration. Come on, Aunt Stella! Come on, Aunt Stella! Hundred years. Still
0: kicking on Facebook all the time, commenting, Fantastic. writing, doing her thing.
1: And our good friend Tanya Bouchard is going to be joining me she, uh, uh, next week. She's awesome. Uh, she's going to be great as always. She will. And I want to thank all of our guests: Omer Abbas, Salem, uh, Miguel Long, and. Jack Seifer, Make sure you check out Mosque for Mosque at About Face Theater and The Buttcracker, a Nutcracker burlesque. Devin, thank you so much for everything. Paul, hmm, thank you. Uh, make sure you all tune into the sports cubicle tonight at 9 o'clock. Ellen Miller, we will miss you next week. I'll miss but you. But go celebrate a century. I sure will. I'm looking forward there to I it. There we are. And, uh, and I'm Scott Duff, and until next week, stay, stay proud. proud.